0: Welcome back to The Motivated Mind, a top 100 health podcast, thanks to each of you. This is episode 321, and I'm your host, Scott Lynch. Thanks so much for listening. If I brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe or follow button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook, and let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. I create content every week for free because I love all of you. And because mental health means a great deal to me. My mission is to encourage each of you to look inward for elevation in order to see the best in yourselves. And this mission takes a lot of energy and effort. Last year, I wrote over 832 pages of scripts. For each episode, I write about 8 to 9 pages. Between writing and researching, it takes me roughly 5.5 hours twice a week, equating to over 36 hours of free content recorded every year. And I'm asking a simple favor from each of you in return for this. If you enjoy this content please leave a review so others can find the value I try to put into the world. Share it on social media. The more of you that participate in this community, the more we can ensure others find the same value along their journey. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating Almost every single self-improvement podcaster, self-improvement book, and motivational speaker will tell you just how important it is to have confidence. Confidence in yourself, confidence in everything that you do. They'll also go on and on and on about how important it is to have high self-esteem, to feel sure about yourself, and to know that no matter what you set your mind to, you're capable of doing it. Never accept less than what you think you're worth. Never stay in a job that you don't like. Don't keep doing things that you don't truly love. And as a society, we just sort of accept this advice as if it's gospel, as if there is no downside to this radical self-assurance. However, like any philosophy, I think it's unwise to not question it. And I think that this sort of blind optimism is worth questioning. In fact, I think it's the very reason why so many people feel so stuck in life. Because one of the main downsides to this unconditional self-confidence in everything that we do is that it can quickly turn into an inflated sense of what we're capable of, which blinds us from correcting our weaknesses, changing paths if something's not working. And this can really prevent us from improving our lives or making progress in any substantial way. Now, there's a word for an inflated sense of self-confidence, one that's beyond the realm of reality. And we call that ego. Now, When our sense of our own capabilities and importance in life is bigger than reality itself, this is called having a big ego. And sometimes having a big ego is really difficult to spot. I know for a fact it was in my own life. In college, I majored in graphic design. Now, Before I went to college, I knew I wanted to get into graphic design. I was really into art from a young age, from doodling to sketching in my big sketchbook, any free moment that I had. And when I made it into high school, I became really fascinated with automotive design. And I wanted more than anything at that time to just let my creativity flow. Unfortunately, my high school didn't offer any graphic design classes, so I decided to change that. I went in front of the school board and pushed for a program where students that were interested in things like graphic design or woodworking could take a bus to another high school for a period to take advantage of the programs that they offered. So prior to college, I received a head start learning the core principles of design and getting time behind the software that was creating some of the most famous logos in the world to the most engaging ads. And when I made it into college, I walked in with a ballooned ego. So big, in fact, I probably looked like one of those damn bobbleheads suction cupped to the dashboard of a car. In my graphic design courses, I felt as if I was the best designer because of this head start. However, as soon as somebody in the class had a design that maybe they put more effort into it than I did, I felt threatened by this and I was in denial. I started looking for faults in their work. I started believing that there was no way that others could be better designers than me. And that blinded me from my own weaknesses in my work. I was living in this fantasy land where I'm this master designer, even though I wasn't even close to being that. And I knew I wasn't, but my ego was blinding me from reality. It was blinding me from my weaknesses and things that I needed to work on, which prevented me from reaching my goals in that area. Our ego is kind of addicting. It tells us all the nice things that we want to hear. It tells us how good and special and talented we are, but it doesn't really help us improve. Now, let me be clear. Our ego is different from confidence because confidence stems from competence. As we get better at things, we develop a track record of being competent at that thing. So that we know for a fact that we can pull that thing off, we're capable of doing it. That's confidence. We gain confidence through repetition and mastery. Our ego tells us that we're talented, special, and that we can do whatever we want to do. However, it's not actually grounded in a track record of success. I think one of the most common examples of people's ego getting in the way of their success is when they're working at a job they feel like they're better than. Maybe it's an entry-level position. Maybe they're working at a fast food restaurant. They're flipping burgers, and they have an undergraduate degree, and they're super educated in some field. Yet, they still find themselves stuck in entry-level jobs. And they start thinking to themselves, what am I doing here? I'm better than this. I'm more educated than all of my peers. I deserve better. A lot of the time, that's just our ego talking. It's blinding us from the reality that perhaps our resume isn't that impressive to the employers in the field that we want to go into. And perhaps we should accept the loss of time in whatever degree we got or whatever jobs we were working before. We should take a slice of humble pie, which means figuring out the best way forward from an objective perspective, no matter how unflattering that path might look on the surface. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I'm speaking from personal experience. Creating a weekly podcast and newsletter, it can be easy for me to put others before myself, all of my to-dos. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. We need to collectively do a better job of putting ourselves higher on our own to-do list. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge find more balance with better help visit betterhelp.com motivated mind today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help help.com motivated mind Our ego blinds us from reality. And if we can't accept reality, we can't improve it. In the book, Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday, he talks about how you can aspire to be either one of two things. You can aspire to be somebody or you can aspire to do something. And he argues that we live in a world filled with people trying to be somebody. In fact, we're kind of told that, our whole life, to go out there and be somebody. So naturally, people want to get their lucky break. They want to be recognized as special. They want to work their way up in the company so that they can eventually sit at the big desk with the executives. If you're an artist, you really want to be recognized for your talent, to get your lucky break, become famous, and many want to be an Instagram influencer or a TikTok star or a YouTuber. They want to have millions of people recognize how special they are. They want to be somebody. They want to have influence. That's the more tempting option. The other option is to aspire to do something, to get something done, to have a purpose or a mission, doing the best that we can do at our craft. This type of person is a lot more concerned about action and education rather than validation and status. The person who aspires to do something in life is a lot more concerned with being useful rather than appearing to be useful or looking busy. And this is especially relevant for artists and creatives. If you're an influencer or a YouTuber or a podcaster, I think you really need to hear this as well. If your video, if your art, if your craft, whatever it is, is good enough, it's own marketing, if you double down and put in 10 times more effort into your next video, podcast episode, if you put in 10 times more effort into your next art piece, then the work will kind of speak for itself. And there is a significantly higher chance that it will become extremely useful to people. And then the word-of-mouth effect will start to take place. Every single time I start to get caught up with how special I am for having over 4.2 million downloads of this podcast or being a top 100 health podcast, as soon as I start thinking this way, I start focusing On the wrong things. My episodes start to suffer. The actual quality of the episode and the message starts to suffer dramatically. The best episodes I've ever made, the ones I'm super proud of, are episodes where I was really just concerned with telling the best story or getting my message across in the best way possible, in the most effective way possible. I treated the episode in and of itself as the end goal. And whether or not the episode blows up in the Spotify and Apple algorithm is kind of irrelevant, because I became that much better as a podcaster and as a storyteller. And my existing audience takes notice of that, and they really appreciate it. And when you offer that much value to people, and you're that useful to people— Everything sort of comes into alignment. The downloads, the subscribers, the followers, the comments, the impact, they all kind of take care of themselves. So here's the core of the message that I'm trying to get across today. No matter what you're into, no matter what your profession, your hobby, or your craft is, you need to take on the role of a student. Every single person wants to be noticed and respected, but the path forward to dramatic progress in our life is the willingness to become a nobody until our results put us in a different category. Here's a thought seed you can start watering. If you're applying for a job, how much better would it be if your resume was three times better than anyone else's? And not from a formatting perspective, not from you using fluffy language to describe yourself, but by you being three times more qualified, experienced, educated than anybody else applying for that same job. Stop caring so much about what other people think about you how you appear in the world and actually be someone who is useful to people. So useful that not having you in the room or part of the team or the company is such an immediate and dramatic detriment to everyone around you that they have no choice but to always have you around because you're that useful No matter where you are in life, if you've experienced a lot of success and you are still unfulfilled and you feel like you're kind of a house of cards waiting to fall down, or maybe you haven't experienced a lot of success in your life at all and you feel stuck, pay attention to your ego. Pay attention to what that little sinister voice in the back of your head is telling you. If it's telling you, that you're too good for something, if it's telling you that you're already the best and you can't improve, all of it is kind of bullshit. Strip away the ego. Try to view your position with ruthless objectivity and honesty because doing this will reveal a path forward. And no matter how painful that path forward may seem, no matter how embarrassing it might look, Just see what happens if you take it, because going down that unflattering path may be the answer to your problems. This week's shout-out is by Gina, who sent me a DM on Instagram. I just wanted to let you know that your podcast literally changed my life. The amount of times I find myself saying, oh, this is great advice, let me write it down in my notes, is unmeasurable. Your delivery is unmatched as well. Thank you so much for this. For an opportunity to be next week's shout-out, please leave an honest review on the podcast. Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. Who knows? You just might be the next shout out. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into why your ego is slowly ruining your life. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at MotivatedScott. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening. Mind is a legacy division.